Well, joining me for a, a wrap of the day's markets action is AdviceWorks' Caroline Krim. And thank you so much for your time, Caroline. Uh, my tongue is in my teeth today, but not the JSC. Coming in uh, nice and, and green today. Uh, also seeing those platinum stocks actually making such a good rebound today. So some of the winners uh, on that front, um, Anglo-American Platinum, Impala Platinum, Sibanye, Stillwater. So JSC in the green, those platinum stocks finally getting some love. And also the rand making a nice recovery what are you making of the market's action today well i think we're just starting the week on a, on a more positive note um we don't have the fed any type of fed interference this week we'll wait for next week for that um we're seeing talk about potential tiny stimulus um you know the, the u.s um is, you know really does seem to be getting for a, for a soft landing you know despite all the kind of the negative things that are happening in europe so i think so far so good people woke up we're happy so far this week we'll wait for the fed next week and see how happy we are after that yeah i mean just some of this positivity because we are anticipating those uh consumer and producer inflation figures in august um for the yeah. u.s just how the market is reacting right now because usually before the starter you'd find that the markets are a little bit nervous a little bit cautious do you think that this is a signal that markets are expecting good news to come out on the inflation front and therefore obviously good news uh, when the Fed has its meeting. Yeah. I think that the market is settled on the fact that the Fed might pause in September. So I think the fact that that is happening next week and, you know, unless there's something really drastic with those, those CPI and PPI figures coming out later in the week, I don't think that's going to disturb the market um, that much. Um, you know, I think the one thing that could have disturbed the market was certainly Chinese CPI, which was up slightly, um, which, is, which is good news. P- the PPI is still down. But the market, you know, shrugged that off. Um, so, you know, taking away the, def- the deflationary concerns about mm-hmm. China at the moment. Yeah, I think people are pretty much convinced that the, the, this, the Fed is going to hold next week. And I think it's probably going to keep us in a holding pattern until then. Ah, all right. Well, uh, more economic data, but back here at home, we did have manufacturing data for July coming out, yeah. um, increasing 2.3% year on year. But I mean, that's from that major increase of 5.9% in June, uh, growing at a slower pace. What do you make of this print for July? Well, there's nothing that one should really be surprised about. Um, you know, we're still suffering from, from load shedding. Um, you know, the fact that it's positive was because it was, was off a very, very low, uh, you know, relatively low base. So nothing to write home about. You know, when we see these positive figures and, 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 and they really are so weak and we're currently sitting in a, in a period again of, of, of load shedding, you know, kind of starting up again. All of those, you know, those little things that manufacturers and businesses actually did, you know, to try to keep their businesses going. Um, you know, it's, it's, these, these types of things are still impacting the economy. It's only so far that you can do if you've got auto generation. You know, it's taking bits of your margin here and there. Mm. Um, we saw it in Sun International's results. We saw it in City Lodge's results. Um, so tepid. Um, and, and really not really what we need to get our economy going. Yeah, all right. Well, let's get to Sun International. They came out with their interim results. Double-digit growth in uh, income and also in adjusted headline earnings per share. As you mentioned, they were affected by load shedding. We saw that uh, effect coming through to uh, the margin. But even with all of that, there were some exceptional uh, stories within those numbers. So just unpack what you took out of Sun International's interim numbers. 
I, I think it was really good. You know, so apart from the 13 million they're spending per month on diesel, which is which is actually eye popping, mm. um, just remember Signage International gets about 80% of its revenue from gaming income, and you can actually see that all in all that there were there was growth pretty much in most over most of the business, especially in in the urban areas which have taken some strain. So it shows you that despite the fact that the consumer is still constrained, you know they're not spending as much as they used to. They they are still spending, um, and and that and that's good for 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 Sun International. Um, it's obviously good for all of those service providers. Um, they've managed to reduce their debt. There's there's a dividend there now. Um, hotels and resorts actually really really nice, returning to where we were back in 2019. So it, you know. Consumer is steadily climbing back to, to, to where they were to 2019, which shows that there is still money out there to, to be spent. So quite, I think quite a bit, quite a surprise for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just talking about that, we also have seen a recovery in business travel. And uh, as we move on to City Lodge as well with the annual results. So we did have the company swinging from a uh, loss to a profit. Revenue surging 55%. Group occupancies jumping from 38% to 56%. They're just above those 2019 levels uh, right now. Is there any company specific uh, thing that you would like to highlight? No, you know what I, what I do, would like to highlight is their business model. You know, that yeah. what they, they've been very, very good at is, is, is defining what they do. It is business travel. You have the three different tiers of type of travel that, that you have. Um, they're going to cater to the business traveler. They're going to put it in at a relatively affordable point. They're going to up their, um, you know, they, they, spending capex on on improving some of those facilities they've looked at what business travelers want which is you know if we, you want some food in the restaurant that you're in you want the breakfast you know those types of things and they're improving their offering there i think about 20 percent or 17 percent of their revenue actually came from that so they figured out what they do how they're going to deliver and they're just doing it very very well i can't think of another company in south africa that actually plays into that rather resilient travel field so really a really nice set of results and it mm. shows that they've you know they've come through a very very difficult period of time they had to have a rights issue and they that business is well defined it is well managed and it is just a market leader in the country ah, all right well something else that you think is nice uh caroline your stock pick for today Okay. Well, it's going to be Louis Vuitton. Um, with all the worries about global growth showing, especially in Europe, you know, we've seen um, GDP forecasts decline. Um, the luxury goods sector really has come off. Um, uh, Louis Vuitton itself is trading, I think, pretty much where it was at the beginning of the year. So all of the growth this year has been wiped out. It was a very good company, very good opportunity to start to buy into these things. You know, the rich do not die. Um, they do not go away, and even when global growth is tepid, mm. you know that they still spend money. That tailwind that one expected from the China reopening has not has not occurred, but Chinese tourists are actually starting to venture out again, quite um, um, in, in, in quite numbers, and that's good for these types of companies. These luxury stocks, they tend to be very resilient over the medium long term. So just remember, um, the type of people who spend money on their goods are investors and they benefit from higher interest rates because they, they get more money. So very rarely do you get an opportunity to actually buy into that luxury sector as a whole. 
But I think Louis Vuitton definitely my pick. Um, quality brands, phenomenal management, and it's just gobbling up a lot of competitors every so often. Yeah. So a nice opportunity now to add to your stable. Uh, uh, now I know what to get you for your birthday, Caroline. Thank you very much <laughs> for your time and for your insights on what has been moving the markets today. That was Caroline Kremen from AdviceWix.